Hello, crypto people. Welcome to Small Cap Crypto. It is a great day to talk about crypto because every day is a great day to talk about crypto. This is going to be a very different episode than usual because for the first time, we are going to be talking about macroeconomics. And even though our strategy here at Small Cap Crypto is to trade the small caps on the micro side, the macro side of things is actually of big importance. And even though it's not essential to know, it's still a pretty good thing to know in the long run. And if it's a good thing to know in the long run, you might as well learn about it now, right? Similar to the last bonus episode, I will not have a script. And instead, I'm just going to have a couple bullet points that will mean I have to speak from the heart. That said, please forgive me if I stutter a little bit or if I pause a little bit too much. Um, Anyways, this is a very big topic and we got a lot to cover. So let's get right to it. So what we're going to do is that we're going to cover the very super basics of macroeconomics and how we're going to do this is by talking about the Federal Reserve, because that's what I've mainly been focusing on recently, the Federal Reserve. Just a little background on the Federal Reserve. The chairman of the Fed is currently Jerome Powell. I like to call him Jay Powell or Papa Powell. Both of those are fine. I'm sure he won't mind. Anyway, he's sort of the president of the Federal Reserve. And what the Federal Reserve does is they control how much of how much money there is in circulation. So what they can do is add money to circulation or they can reduce money in circulation. And how they do this is by using certain tools. The one main tool that we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode is printing money. So when the Federal Reserve sees that there's not there's not enough activity going on in the market and that they need to create more jobs. What they like to do is they like to click that big red button that says print money, right? And what clicking that button does is it prints money. And what they do with this money is that they buy assets to put that that cash into the market to add to the amount of money in circulation. So when they buy those assets, the value of those assets goes up but the interest of those assets goes down. And that's what they mean by lowering interest rates. Now, what lowering interest rate causes is more spending in the market because there's more cash in circulation. This is good because it adds to the activity in the market and that's how they create jobs. However, this can also cause more inflation. And this leads to the opposing side, is that when you have high inflation, The Federal Reserve sees that and they say, nope, let's turn this button off. So they grab the button and they turn it off. Um, Let's use a switch for this. They flip the switch and they say, no more printing money. They flip that switch. And what they what another tool that they have is that they're allowed to sell bonds. So when they sell bonds, the value of the assets go down, but the interest rates on those assets go up. This leads to less spending in the market because you're taking cash out of circulation. Now, this crushes aggregate demand and lowers inflation back to that equilibrium. So that's kind of the goal of the Federal Reserve. They want to limit inflation to around like 2 or 3% per year, and they want to have low unemployment, which means a lot of activity in the market. So just to simplify a little bit more, when you have low interest rates and lots of money printing, you have a likely inflationary gap and lots of spending, lots of activity in the market. But the value of the money that you're using is going down. 
Now, if you have high interest rates and no money printing, then you likely have a recessionary gap with likely high unemployment. So you can see that there's positive and cons for each side. And you can see why the Federal Reserve is so important as to regulate the amount of cash in circulation in the market. So now that we covered the, the very super basics of macroeconomics, um, we have to get into the crypto stuff because I know everyone's going to come at me if I only talk about macroeconomics and don't get to the crypto stuff. So I'm going to use two major charts to explain this. And I'm going to use the Bitcoin charts, which is supposed to show me the overall of the entire crypto market. And I'm going to use the SPY, which is sort of a tracker for the entire stock market. And I'm first going to go through the Bitcoin chart. So at the beginning of 2021, you see like a very, very fast rise along with a consolidation at near those all-time highs of 50,000 and up, right? Then you have this large crash because Elon Musk started talking about, oh, it's bad for the environment. Don't do this. This is hurting the environment because, uh, because of energy. And all these, all these reports came out and it was very bad, led to a lot of selling of Bitcoin. And you have this sort of consolidation uh, around 30 to 40, 30 to 40 K. Then this is where you really start seeing the correlation to the stock market when Bitcoin starts to rocket again and it starts to run and it starts to run again. And it got to these all time highs of around 60,000 per Bitcoin. And then you see the first really Bitcoin bear market and you see a very, a very slow descent down into that 40,000 range. And that's currently where we're sitting at. Um, on the other hand, you see the SPY all of 2021. It's just been since the March of 2021, just been an absolute rocket, absolute rocket up to the moon. Stock market is awesome. Inflation is great to the moon. And then you sort of start seeing these Fed reports that, oh, wait, 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 maybe inflation isn't transitory. Maybe we should stop printing money and raise rates higher. And all of a sudden, the stock market starts freaking out. You see these, you see this giant dip um, leading into the fourth quarter of 2021. And the start of 2022 has just been a disaster, as you can see. Although you are seeing a slow recovery to the up, a very fast recovery to the upside um, these past couple weeks. So how do these two relate to each other? So for the first two quarters of 2021, you don't really see the Bitcoin chart and the SPY really relating. And in my opinion, is this is because a lot of people haven't really accepted Bitcoin at this point. It, a lot of people used it as a hedge towards inflation and didn't really relate it to the stock market at all whatsoever. It was all FOMO buying people realizing the power of blockchain technology. And that's when you started seeing those 50,000 price per Bitcoin prices, right? Then you have all this FUD about, um, about energy and how it's hurting the environment. And you have sort of a consolidation period of Bitcoin at around 30 to $40,000 per Bitcoin. And this is when you really start seeing the correlation because the stock market uh, throughout this period of time has been moving up and all, all of a sudden Bitcoin starts rocketing again. And in my opinion, this is because the Fed uh, 
is still printing money at this point. There's still money in the market and people have money to spend. So they are going to invest in financial assets to raise their ROIs up. And Bitcoin is a great way to do this. So in my opinion, this is where you start seeing these runs up all around until November. And you see the same thing in the stock market. Until around November, it's all all good, all good. Inflation is great. The train America is steaming. Everything is good. Assets are doing good. And inflation is also going to the moon, unfortunately, which is why the Fed changed their mind and started talking about stopping the money printer and raising rates. And this is when you start seeing uh, the Bitcoin bear market and the stock market turning red as well. And this is where you really, really start seeing this correlation between the Federal Reserve and the Bitcoin slash stock market. Because um, going into 2022, you really start seeing that bear market in both markets. And you see these ups and downs of hopeful recoveries that they could go back up to their all-time highs. But not enough um, not enough rally movement so that they can really reach all-time highs. And lately, every time J-Pow gets on the news, every time there's a Fed meeting, you can see the Bitcoin market um, go up or down very quickly at any, any sort of thing that the guy says about being hawkish or dovish. And you see the same thing in the stock market, although you would expect that from the stock market. And Currently, you would expect that from the Bitcoin market because of how much they're correlating. And I really believe that the reason they're correlating is because the amount of spending in the market. Because when you have a lot of spending in the market, people are going to invest in these risky financial assets to raise their ROIs. And when you lower spending in the market, there's just not going to be enough money in these to have enough buying pressure so that you can have new all-time highs and lots of rallies. So especially these last few weeks, you really see this correlation. And this is actually why I wanted to make this video because lately you see Bitcoin going up and people ask themselves, oh, is this it? Is this it? Is Bitcoin going to reach new all-time highs? And I've been analyzing the macroeconomics and this is what I believe is going to help us determine whether Bitcoin is going to run or not. So another thing that you can really tell is that like a lot of bigger companies are accepting crypto payments and a lot of bigger companies are investing in crypto you can look at their portfolios online it's all there um, a lot of them are starting to accept and realize that blockchain technology is not going away crypto is the future so this is another reason why i think that they're correlating more and more because more and more people are starting to accept cryptocurrencies as a financial asset and these are now I'm going to talk about for my expectations for the future because expectations are very important as to the small caps. So as for April, I'm very, very bullish on April. I see a very, a very, I see a dip when CPI reports come out April 12th. But other than that, I'm very, very bullish for April. I think April is going to be a good month. The Fed isn't really going to say all that much uh, and there's no Fed meeting. So very, very bullish for April still. I'm still up. I'm still way, uh, way positive that these small and mid caps, some of these are going to, these small caps and micro caps are going to uh, go to the moon. Maybe not to their all-time highs, but I do believe that there's going to be profit picking in these upcoming weeks. Now, as for the long-term, and when I say long-term, I'm talking May to around the summer. I see this going two ways. In May, I'm going to watch very, very closely to CPI data. 
and I'm going to watch very, very closely uh, to the Fed meeting because currently the Fed has announced that there are going to be seven, seven rate hikes and those are going to be a 25 basis point hike. So honestly, it's not as bad as people thought. The Fed still thinks that inflation is somewhat transitory and that everything's going to be okay. The labor market is strong and they can handle it. It's all good, bro. We don't need that high of interest rates. Now, if CPI data comes out really, really bad, I think that the Fed could react to this in two ways. They can say, oh, it's just because of war. We'll be fine and continue their dovish approach to inflation. Inflation still transitory. Everything's all good. Should this be a case? I think we should be seeing all-time highs in the crypto market, no problem, as well as in the stock market. Now, the other case is that CPI com report comes out really, really high, inflation is really high, and the Fed says, oh, no, 25 basis point hike, that's not going to be enough, and they do a 50 basis point hike, or even worse, a 75 basis point hike. We do not want that. That would be very bad. But should they say this? I think we will enter another Bitcoin bear market. And I think this rally, this current rally that we have is just going to sort of fade out. So I really think it's important to watch the Fed and see, see what they do in order to predict where the Bitcoin market is going. So if you don't understand how all of this sort of relates to the small and micro caps that I'm going to be trading, please go watch my episode on the guide to small cap trading because it's super important if you want to make a ton of money from this. Um, like I say every video, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. All of this is for educational purposes only. And anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I hope everyone has a great day and I hope you enjoyed and took from took something from this episode.